0: Well, hey, my name is Jeannie Stevens, and I am one of the lead pastors here at Soul City Church. And we are a local church with a global impact. And whether you are joining us from Chicago, where we are located, or around the world, our mission is to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. We truly believe in a relationship with Jesus that all of life is transformed. And this week, we are continuing our series, Love in the Time of Corona. And I don't think there is a clearer litmus test for transformation than in our relationships with one another. And yet, relationships can be complicated. Add a global pandemic to the mix and the complications increase. All right, a little bit of truth time here. Anyone have to work a little harder on your relationships this year? I know I have, and I can't imagine that there is a person watching that has not had to navigate some new and complicated realities in your relationships during 2020. And and even with all of the complications, we all still crave relationships. We crave connection. We crave knowing and being known by others. We were actually hardwired to long for closeness with one another. And it makes sense because we were created from relationship for relationship. And the Bible says we were created in the image of God. And God is not just singular. You see, we were essentially made from a family for a family. The family we were created from, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, they are three in one, together, but not the same. And this is what we were patterned after. A relationship of unity and intimacy, mutual submission and oneness. The Trinity is a picture of what clear connection looks like. If we crave clear connection, then why are relationships often cloudy and complicated? You see, we crave this. We crave clear and connected relationships. But so many of us, we are living in cloudy in what sometimes feels unconnected relationships. And what I want to look at today really could be traced all the way back to the very first human relationship between Adam and Eve and what eventually made their relationship cloudy. You see, in so many ways, it's the same thing that has made every other relationship cloudy since then. And when we miss what God designed us for, which is oneness, we instead start to crave sameness. You see, wanting someone else to be like you or to act like you or do life like you or or make decisions like you or put the toilet paper on the same way you do, and let me just be clear, with the paper rolling over, not under, which for the record is the right way, Listen, I saw a very important image the other day verifying that over is the right way. And I just want to say to the person not even willing to put the roll on the holder, I love you, but why? Why? You see, all of those desires, they're for sameness. And wanting sameness over oneness always leads to the same thing, blame. And here's the rub. While it may seem easier to blame others, ultimately, it never feels better. Blame may be easier, but blame is never better. And when blame creeps its way into a relationship, it clouds things up by getting you to believe that anything that has gotten dirty or cloudy in the relationship, it isn't your fault, it's theirs. And while blame offers this temporary relief, the reality is that it's more like this dominating lowjack in your relationship, committed to getting you to place all the responsibility for what isn't working in your relationship on someone else. And blame is very good at what it does. You see, blame actually helps you feel empowered instead of broken. Blame helps you feel like you're in control instead of afraid. Blame helps you feel vindicated in holding on instead of getting free by letting go. And blame has one thing that it wants, to be right. And when you are right, It absolves you from the need to take responsibility for the part you may have played in making the relationship cloudy. Now, I want to look at a passage today to see what God has to say to us when we find ourselves in a cloudy and blame-filled relationship. So if you actually have a Bible, you can turn to the book of Galatians. It's in the New Testament. And I'm actually going to share this passage from the message version today. So we're looking at Galatians 6, 5, and this is what it says. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Now, I love this passage, and I think that it has so much wisdom for our relationships. In fact, let's look at how the passage begins. It actually says, make a careful exploration of other people and the work that they have been given to do and sink yourself into that. Now, wait a minute, that's not what it says, but that's what so many of us actually end up doing. So often we become these personal blame detectives, and when it comes to the people we are in relationship with, making a careful exploration of their flaws and their faults, sinking ourselves into all the ways that someone else is responsible for what has gotten cloudy in the relationship. You see, this is how blame works. We forget that the work that God has invited us to do is our own work. It's as if Paul knows that when writing the letter to this church that bypassing internal responsibility, it always leads to external liability in our relationships. I wanna say that again for you. Bypassing internal responsibility, it always leads to external liability in our relationships. You see, God's invitation is for you to make a careful exploration of who you are and the work that God is calling you to do and to sink yourself into that work. And that's it. Period. Full stop. End of sentence. Essentially, this verse is underscoring what every teacher has said to their students. Keep your eyes on your own You see, lifting your eyes off of your own responsibility, looking at what's cloudy in someone else's life, it never clears up your own life. The passage is crystal clear with what God is inviting us to do. It says, don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others, but instead take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. In other words, you take care of you. That's one of the best things that you can actually offer to your relationships. And guess what? Only one of you is needed in your relationships. And blame happens when we forget that oneness is the goal and we instead make sameness the goal. And blame causes us to get more impressed with ourselves and how we think life should be, how we think decisions should get made, or how we think time should be spent, how we think money should be used. And blame's belief is that the reason your connections are cloudy is because the people you are in a relationship with need to be more like you. That if you were more of the same, things would finally be right. And that's because blame is always about being right. And responsibility is about doing what's right. Blame, blame is about being right. But responsibility, taking responsibility is about doing what's right. Right, Romans 3.10 is abundantly clear. There is no one that is righteous, not even one. Jesus is the only righteous one and Jesus is who leads us to do what is right. And sameness causes us to crave being right. And when we're desperate to be right, we will always choose blame. And gosh, do I ever understand this. I think about my own relationships in my marriage so often. Our disconnection comes when I want Jarrett to do things the way that I do things. I think about in my parenting, and I can so easily miss the gift that Elijah and Gigi can be in my life and and all that they are here to teach me when I just want them to get things done the same way that I would get things done. I, I think even about my friendships and when I want my friends to communicate the same way that I do, I miss the unique perspective that they bring into my life. You see, blame always creates cloudy comparisons instead of clear connections in our relationships. And sadly, blame it's unoriginal. It has been holding up a megaphone from the beginning of time screaming, it's not your fault, it's their fault. And while there are very real things that other people have done to bring consequences and and pain into our lives. We actually get to decide what we're going to do with that pain. And holding on to blame, it keeps us from feeling the, the healthy responsibility of the actual areas in our lives where God is inviting us to let go or to change and to transform. You see, blame is committed to you avoiding. And avoiding always keeps relationships cloudy. But responsibility, it it welcomes healthy acceptance and it allows us to get clear about what God is inviting us to take responsibility for in our relationships. Blame, it it always, it gets stuck in judgment, holding a critical spirit. But healthy responsibility, it chooses to get curious about what God might be inviting you to pay attention to in your own life. Blame, it loves comparison. And the problem with comparison is that it always leaves you feeling better than or worse than. Comparison is, is a dependable recipe for either pride or insecurity. But healthy responsibility, it creates connection. It creates intimacy and closeness in a relationship. And blame is almost always selfish. The obsession of blame is to get you to only think about yourself. But healthy responsibility, it leads to self-awareness and hopefully even healthy selflessness in the relationship. You know, a few weeks ago, I was sharing something with Jarrett. And I could actually tell he, he wasn't totally listening as he kept glancing down at his phone. And the more I shared, the more I noticed his distraction to the point where I literally said, with lots of righteousness, are you even listening to me? And with a smile on his face and some playfulness in his tone, he said, nope. I was in the middle of a very important game of Candy Crush. And there it was. I mean, I could feel it. Blame entered my body, righteousness flooded my soul, and for a moment, everything in me was riled up and wanting to get angry. I mean, how dare he play Candy Crush? I mean, who even plays Candy Crush anymore? And I was telling him something important and I could feel the blame rising higher and higher. I could feel the comparison creeping in. I would never do something like that. And in a split second, Holy Spirit reminded me of all the times that I can check out of a conversation, how I can actually do the same thing, numb out on social media, And I knew that Jared actually answered the question honestly and admitted to the Candy Crush game to bring light and levity into the moment. And in that split second, I chose to shift from blame to responsibility. And we both actually started laughing and I could feel my deep appreciation for our oneness, not our sameness. I began to feel my appreciation for the way Jarrett can often bring laughter when I'm tempted to make things more serious. Instead of blaming him for not giving me his full attention, I said, hey, could we make a commitment in our relationship? And when one of us is desiring the full attention of the other person, that we take responsibility to ask for it to actually say, can I talk to you? And and would you be willing to turn your phone off for a minute? And Jared, of course, smiled and turned his phone off. And what could have been cloudy got clear. And when you begin to shift from blame to responsibility, I promise you, your relationships, they will begin to change. You will start to see opportunities where you previously saw obstacles. You will begin to see an ally where you once saw an adversary. You will actually begin to see light where blame wanted you to see darkness. And after walking with countless people over the past few decades, I have watched the impact that blame can play on the quality of a person's relationships. Finding someone or something else to blame is always an avoidance move from having to look in the mirror and take responsibility. This is what God says happens when we get caught up in a life of blame. Romans 2, one through four says, those people are on a dark spiral downward. But if you think, that leaves you on the high ground where you can point your finger at others, think again. Every time you criticize someone, and I'll add, blame someone, you condemn yourself. It takes one to know one. And judgmental criticism of others is a well-known way of escaping detection in your own crimes and misdemeanors. But God isn't so easily diverted. He sees right through all such smokescreens and holds you to what you've done. You didn't think, did you, that just by pointing your finger at others, you would distract God from seeing all your misdoings and from coming down on you hard? Or did you think that because he's such a nice God, he'd let you off the hook? better think this one through from the beginning. God is kind, but he's not soft. And in kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. Friends, God is kind, but he's not soft. And in kindness, He takes us firmly by the hand and he leads us into a radical life change. And some of us today, we need the kindness of God to lead us to repentance. Some of you have been caught up in your own righteousness, your own superiority, your own belief that your way is the right way. And I wanna say to you today, God is kind but he's not soft. And perhaps the firm hand of God is leading you to repentance today, to ask for forgiveness from God, maybe from someone in your life. You see, blame always tricks us into wanting sameness instead of what God designed for us, which is oneness. And can you just imagine Can you just imagine with me for a moment what would happen in our world if just a small group of people started saying, sameness is not my goal, oneness is my heart's desire. Can you just imagine if we started to choose clear responsibility, Oh, how our world would actually be able to see the clear love of Jesus shining through in our lives and in our relationships. So this week, your work for the week is this, to take responsibility in your relationships, to notice every time you are tempted to blame and to shift To responsibility instead. And so Jesus, our prayer today is that you would be kind and that you would lead us to repentance, God. That you would forgive us for how we blame and and skirt our responsibility. That you would forgive us for the ways that we take righteousness upon ourselves and instead that we would fall into your gracious kindness today Jesus I know that there are some relationships that need your healing today and won't you do it won't you cleanse and clear and bring renewal we love you and our hope and our trust is in you in the name of Jesus we pray